You are Locked On Rams, your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Rams Nation, what is going on? As always, it is your boy, your host, Sosa Cremendias. You guys know the deal by now. I'm a fantasy analyst at PFF and your host here at the Locked On Rams podcast. Your number one daily podcast covering the Los Angeles Rams and part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Before we dive into this episode, and it's going to be a good one, I'm going to release this 53-man roster projection for the Rams going into this season. I wanted to tell you guys that the Locked On NFL podcast is previewing every team and every division with the help of Odyssey's lineup of NFL experts through September 8th. There are preview episodes on the feed that you can listen to right now. All you have to do is follow the Locked On NFL today on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. And as I mentioned, today's episode is going to be a good one. This is going to be my first and final 53-man roster projection for the Rams this season. It's going to be a little bit unique here because uh, this is our first episode that is fully live on YouTube. Uh, So if you guys want to check us out in video form, of course, we're going to remain on audio form on every podcast platform that you can already find us on. Uh, But now we're also going to be on YouTube. You guys can search us up at Locked on Rams. Shoot us a little subscription. We would really appreciate that. And not only that, but it's going to be awesome because now you guys can comment as well. Uh, Have a little community built up between us. We can go back and forth, exchange some uh, messages and some ideas. So that's going to be awesome. Shoot us a subscription, like I said, some likes, uh, some comments. It's all going to help boost this algorithm and uh, bring more Rams fans to this podcast. So I mentioned that today's episode is going to be a different one with this roster projection. And so... Uh, I know it's tough, right? There's going to be only 53 spots available for these guys. And that, at the end of the day, becomes a numbers game that we have to deal with here. So to begin is the most important position on the team, the quarterback spot. And I think we all expect at least two of these guys to be here. Matthew Stafford, of course. John Wolford, the backup quarterback. They're safe. But then the discussion begins. Will the Rams keep three quarterbacks on their roster this season or not? And that is an interesting discussion. I personally do believe that the Rams will keep three quarterbacks this season. And I do think Bryce Perkins is worth a roster spot. Now, you know, we've seen him over the last three games in the preseason. He's been a very impressive performer. Of course, he won that battle between Doc Hodges and himself. He actually sent Hodges to the unemployment line, like I said on Twitter, in a joking fashion because he was so good in that second game. And now, can the Rams afford to keep this guy on the roster Or is this going to be too valuable of a spot for a different position? And I just don't think that the Rams are going to be able to afford to cut this guy because the guys that you do cut have to go through the waiver process. And of course, 31 or 32 NFL teams, including the Rams, will get a chance to place waiver claims on these players that are released. And so Bryce Perkins would have to pass through 31 NFL rosters to get back to the Rams practice squad. I don't think you can afford to take that chance. Backup quarterback playing the NFL is not good. I think the Rams have to be safe with this one and keep three quarterbacks on their roster. It's a tricky discussion, but I think they can't afford to let him go just now. Moving on to the running back spot. I don't think there's going to be any surprises here. The Rams are going to keep four according to my numbers. I have it listed with no real surprises. Daryl Henderson, Sony Michelle, who the Rams just traded for, of course. Jake Funk, who did not play in that third preseason game, which kind of simulates the idea that He's locked in into that running back three role, which is quite interesting. Of course, there is some special teams upside there as well. And I think that Xavier Jones is also going to make this roster. And, you know, we talked about him on yesterday's episode as a guy that 
suffered an injury late into the game, which was a little bit concerning, but Sean McVay, the head coach, did mention that it's not going to be anything too serious, which is obviously ideal. So no real surprises there, but moving into another skill position, the wide receiver spot, I think there is a little bit of discussion to be had here. The first five guys all locked in, Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, Van Jefferson, Deshaun Jackson, and Tutu Atwell, all locks to make this roster. There's no concerns there. The wide receiver six spot is where it gets interesting. Now, do the Rams keep Ben Skoranek, a former seventh round pick that they just drafted a few months ago on the roster? We know that he has a broken forearm and he's going to miss somewhere between four to six weeks. So I think, you know, there might be a possibility that this guy does get placed on maybe the pup list or injured reserve. And that does save you a roster spot. So there is a discussion, I think, to be had there. Uh, but outside of him, I thought Tristan Jackson, a guy that has really stood out these last few preseason games. Of course, we weren't at the training camp practices, so I can't say who was better in those, but this guy's been really good in these games, and I think, at worst, he's going to be a practice squad candidate, but I do think there is also a discussion to be had at that wide receiver six spot. I think they'll go with Skoranek for now, but I do think that there is a possibility that they do place him on one of those lists to buy themselves an extra spot on that roster. Moving on to the tight ends, no real surprises here either. Tyler Higby, Johnny Munt, Jacob Harris, Bryson Hopkins. I think all four of those guys are locked into their roles. Higby, of course, the tight end one. Johnny Munt, probably the best blocker of the bunch. Jacob Harris, a guy that we got to see a lot through this preseason. A very big matchup type of weapon. And I do think he's going to have a bigger role this season than we originally probably anticipated. He looks like a guy that has a legitimate shot to contribute. And Bryson Hopkins fell a little bit behind, I think. But when you look at what the Rams invested in this guy... And not only that, but the last two preseason games started to flash a little bit. I think you feel pretty good about his ability to make this roster. Not to mention, he was also out there on special teams, which definitely does increase his likelihood of making the roster. Now, maybe the most interesting spot, at least amongst Rams fans, I think a lot of you guys have been discussing this, myself included, the offensive line. How many guys are the Rams going to keep on the roster here? Uh, Is there anybody in general that the Rams want to keep even though they're not a starter I tend to think they're going to go with nine guys here I have it a little bit different from the athletics Jordan Rodriguez. she also went with nine players but I have it listed as Andrew Whitworth David Edwards Brian Allen Austin Corbett and Rob Havenstein those are your starters and then the backups as Joe Nopum Tremaine Ancrum Coleman Shelton and Bobby Evans she went with I believe it was Chandler Brewer instead of Shelton but I just think Shelton has been standing out throughout this preseason and Not only is he a guy that I think is capable of making this roster, but I think when we fast forward five weeks, eight weeks into this season, we could be at a spot where if Brian Allen is not playing as well as expected, the Rams could look to move on, in my opinion, to a guy like Shelton who could be elevated into this starting spot. So not necessarily suggesting he's going to be a starter from the get-go or anything like that, but he could very well be a player That not only makes this roster, in my opinion, but a guy that we could ultimately see become a starter down the line. And of course, that's quite a big projection for a guy that some people don't even have making this roster. But I definitely think there is a spot there for the Rams to potentially find a guy like Shelton, who was maybe even in fighting spot of a starting spot when the Rams were moving Austin Corbett to that spot a little bit earlier this offseason. So 
clearly a spot with a lot of question marks in my opinion i think there's a potential starting spot available not right now necessarily but potentially mid-season so that's going to do it for the offensive side of the ball in the next segment we're going to dive into the defense of course and there's a lot of discussion to be had there as well and of course you guys can always come connect with us on twitter you can find us for everything you need to know about your los angeles rams you can find us at qb's mep and at locked on rams and now we're going to dive into two of our sponsors. The first one is North One. They are a better banking for small business owners. They serve small business owners is all they do. North One allows you to manage your money from anywhere, whether you are at home or on the go. Everything you need to manage your small business finances is at your fingertips. Never step foot in a bank branch again. In addition to the features you'd expect, like mobile check deposit, cash withdrawals, the ability to send and receive ACH and wire payments. North One is an FDIC insured account that can save you both time and money. To get started, visit apply.northone.com slash locked. That's A-P-P-L-Y dot N-O-R-T-H-O-N-E dot com slash locked. North One business banking made for America. The second sponsor for this episode here, you guys know the deal betonline.ag it's that time of year again and all eyes are now turning to football as teams are back on the gridiron to start the football season as always betonline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season you can get all your updated odds props and contests including the half million dollar nfl mega contest and the two hundred thousand dollar nfl survivor contest which are open now at betonline you can head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 100% welcome bonus. That's kind of unheard of when it comes to this stuff. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to take advantage of all your favorite sports, from football to basketball to boxing, all the way right to horse racing. Don't wait and take advantage of all the great offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online, your online sports book experts. Now we're going to dive into the second segment here, which is, of course, the defensive side of the ball, like I mentioned. I think there's a little bit of a discussion to be had here. Of course, some of these positions are going to be a little bit questionable in terms of the nomenclature, so don't be confused. You know, I've separated it from the defensive linemen to the inside linebackers to the edge rushers. They're not all clumped together, so you might be a little bit confused with where I've placed some of these players, but I think we can walk you through this one. So to begin with the defensive line, I don't think there's going to be too much of a surprise at this position. I have it locked in as seven players right now, starting with Aaron Donald, of course, Sebastian Joseph Day, Ashawn Robinson, Greg Gaines, Eric Banks, Bobby Brown III, and Marquise Copeland. Now, there's a bit of a caveat here, and that is Ashawn Robinson. We know that this is a guy who was recently injured. He had some sort of a procedure on his knee. We don't exactly know what it was or how long he's going to be sidelined, but According to Sean McVay, it could be upwards of a month, maybe a few more weeks. We don't know for sure. So that is another player like Skoranek, who I mentioned in the first segment, that could be an option for maybe something like a pup list, maybe injured reserve, and you can call him back. I'm not certain. There's a bit of a question mark there. So just to preface this, I do have 55 names currently on this depth chart with three guys that are questionable in terms of what the Rams may do with their injury designations, because I'm not in the building. I can't tell you the severity of these injuries. So a little bit hard to decide, but of course, Robinson is going to make the roster. He should be a starter. Just really depends on when he's going to be able to suit up for this team. Moving on to the second level of the defense, the inside linebacker position. And I think there's quite a surprising cut here that's going to happen. 
I have it listed as four players currently, Kenny Young, Troy Reader, the first two, and I think the two guys that the Rams want to start at this spot, which is quite a surprise because if you guys have been listening to this podcast over the last month and a half, maybe two months, I've taken my stab at projecting this spot, and I said that third-round rookie Ernest Jones and Traven Howard were going to be your starters at this position, but it does not seem like the Rams are going to agree, at least not right now, going into this season because they're going to go with Kenny Young and Troy Reader, it seems like. But the other two names that I just mentioned, Jones and Howard, are the two other players that I have projected to make this roster, rounding out that top four at the inside linebacker spot. And you may be wondering, where is Micah Kaiser? I don't think he's going to make this roster. I legitimately don't. I think when you look at the practice squad, the Rams are probably going to carry one extra inside linebacker there. And I think Christian Roseboom, a guy that the Rams did have on the team last year in a practice squad spot, probably outperformed Kaiser this preseason. And I just think the Rams are sort of over this experience now. Um, The experiment did not really work out. They drafted Kaiser in the fifth round a few years ago. And I know a lot of fans were very high on him. I'm sure the Rams were too. A very high character player. A guy that had a ton of production. I mean, led the college football season over the course of, I think, four years. He was a senior in tackles. Like literally every single season at Virginia, But it just never really translated to the NFL. And of course, he's had some injury issues as well, which aren't going to make your time or experience any easier. But I just think the Rams are locked in with these four guys right now. And we know that the roster projection at the end of the day is always a numbers game. And the Rams can't afford to carry five, six, seven players at every spot. So I don't have Kaiser currently making this roster. uh, But I do think it's going to be interesting to see because this is arguably the most close battle of all the battles in terms of this roster, I think this is the one position that is truly a toss-up when it comes to these spots. So that's how I have it listed. Jordan Rodriguez also has it the same. Uh, It's going to be very surprising though to see if Kaiser doesn't make this roster. So moving on to the edge guys, like I said, I separated these guys from the other positions. And currently I have five guys slated to make it at this spot. Leonard Floyd, Justin Hollins, Terrell Lewis, Chris Garrett, and Obo Okoronkwo. Now, one more caveat here, Okoronkwo, Oboe, I'll call him. We don't know what's going to happen because apparently he's had a stinger in his shoulder. I don't think he's been practicing very much recently. And another guy like Robinson, like Skoranek, we don't know the severity of the injury. We don't know what's going to happen with him. Is he going to be placed on the pup list? Is he going to go on IR? So this is a questionable one. If he is healthy, he's going to make this roster, I think. He's one of the better pass rushers on this team. But we just don't know the actual severity of that injury. So it's really hard to say. The other guys, I think, for the most part, are relatively locked in. Of course, Floyd and Hollins are going to be your starters at this spot. Terrell Lewis, a questionable one, I think. But when you look at his performance in this last game, just a few days ago in preseason week three, and not only that, but the fact that the Rams did spend a third round pick on this guy, I think it really just suggests that they want to give him more time And he's just a very talented player at the end of the day. I mean, it's not really been the talent that's held him back. He's only been in the NFL for a season. It's been the injury issues. And we know that knee stuff is quite concerning. Maybe he's never going to be able to play 100% of the snaps 16 weeks or 17 weeks a season now, you know, for the rest of his career. But he doesn't need to do that. The Rams think he's a good pass rusher, a good player, a talented one. And that's why I think he's going to make this roster. And of course, I also have Chris Garrett on this roster Um, this is a guy that the Rams did draft in the seventh round and he stood out in this preseason. I mean, he had a dominant game in preseason week two. Everyone knows that that's watched that 
They took him out after that little strong run because presumably they didn't want him to get hurt. And then in this last game, preseason week three, nearly has another sack that Drew Locke sort of, he just got lucky, let's call it. He kind of rolled on top of Garrett, was never really down. Should have been a sack if, you know, things worked out differently. But clearly a guy that's made some plays. And I think legitimately they have to keep him on the roster because like that quarterback spot I mentioned with Perkins, I don't know that you can afford to subject this guy to waivers. And if you do, you know, I'm not sure that he's going to make it back to your practice squad. Ideally, I'm sure the Rams would love to have him on the practice squad, but sometimes you got to keep these guys on your roster as a protective measure. And I think at this point in time, it makes a lot of sense for the Rams to keep him on the roster, even if it does mean, you know, losing another spot at another position. This is not a guy you want to put on the waiver wire system because there's a question. Is he going to get back? Is he not? And you never want to put those guys that you really like, that you really want to develop on that risky position. And so, you know, I think the Rams are going to keep him, even if he doesn't necessarily contribute much this season, maybe only as a special teamer. I think it's definitely a smart idea to at least keep him on that defense and on that 53-man roster. And we're not done with the defense. In the next segment, we're going to dive into the two remaining positions, cornerbacks, as well as safeties. And then we're not completely done either. We're going to go to the special teams unit And this one may be one of the biggest shockers when it comes to this projection. I think a lot of fans may be angry with me uh, with the punter one, but we're going to dive into that in the next segment. So make sure to stick around for that. And of course, make sure to check back in here at the Locked On Rams podcast every single day throughout the rest of the week. We're going to continue to update you with everything you need to know about your Los Angeles Rams. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another one that lets you stream your favorite shows. You're watching sports highlights on your phone and you've got your neighbor's best friend's login for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all the entertainment that you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part is that there is no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. You guys know I've tried every protein bar on the market. I've told you guys this many times. You go from chalky to no flavor to just not very good tasting or very high in calories. And that is why one of the sponsors for this episode, Built Bar, is one of my favorites when it comes down to it. You know you got to get your protein in if you're trying to build muscle or if you're trying to lose fat. And Built Bar has by far the tastiest protein bars I've ever tried. And not only that, they have so many different flavors. You can try all the different ones. You can design your package and your box however you prefer with the different flavors. The bars are also healthy. They're low in calories, low in sugar. They have 19 grams of protein per bar. They're high in fiber and they work for you even if you are on the keto diet. You'll even get a free cooler with your purchase while the supplies last. All you have to do is just go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Welcome back to the final segment. But before we dive into that, I wanted to tell you guys that betting on the NFL doesn't have to be a guessing game. If you listen to the new Locked on Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling, get your daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day all you have to do is follow the Locked on Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get your podcasts. Now we're going to dive into the final remaining positions here that we have on this 53-man roster. 
and of course we got to pick up with where we left off at the defense and i mentioned that the cornerback spot is going to be an interesting one i think with jordan rodriguez projection she only had four guys that just feels a little bit low to me i think the rams are going to have to keep five just based off of how often your corners play i mean you have three guys out there upwards of 60 to 70 percent of the time not to mention that you have robert rochelle a rookie fourth round pick uh as your fourth corner this is a guy that has an injury right now i mean he's got the hand the wrist sort of taped up i think he's wearing a pretty big brace but is this going to be your only backup corner on the roster that seems a little bit risky to me so i went with five guys for my projection here of course pretty simple and pretty basic jalen ramsey uh, darius williams david long jr those are going to be your starters robert rochelle we just talked about him your main backup after that Jordan had nobody. I'm going to go with Dante Dion. I think he's a guy that can legitimately contribute. Of course, he's a little bit smaller in stature and in size, so he's maybe limited. You probably don't want that guy playing on the boundary a ton. But at the same time, I think this guy can play special teams. He can play the nickel spot. Uh, He's obviously a funny character. You know, he's going to uplift that locker room, which is that, you know, that kind of stuff, that camaraderie, my apologies, that you need going late into the season when it's week 12 and guys are tired uh, when it starts to get cold and you're traveling through those dangerous cities with a lot of snow where the Rams obviously don't have to deal with that at home but I think there's a little bit to be said about the character and the actual leadership that they also bring to the table so that leaves us with only the safety spot left on this defense and this one is a little bit questionable it was tough for me to make that last call but I do think the Rams are going to carry five safeties on this roster Uh, Jordan Fuller, Terrell Burgess, Taylor Rapp, Nick Scott, no surprises there. All four of those guys are a lock. And of course, Nick Scott is dealing with some injury stuff right now with the knee, but it sounds like he's going to be a go for week one. So no issues there. The last spot is where it's a little bit interesting because the Rams, I think, are deciding between two guys that have played very well this preseason. You got Juju Hughes, who's with the team last year, and J.R. Reed, who I believe joined the team this offseason. And it's very hard to decide between these two guys because, in my opinion, they've been the two best defensive players for the Rams this preseason. And it feels like sort of a coin flip at this point in time where you might ask 10 coaches on your staff and five of them are going to go with Hughes and five of them are going to go with Reed. So it's a tough decision. But I think at the end of the day, I'm going to ride with Juju Hughes. That's who I have locked in here. Five safeties. Would not be shocked at all if it is Reed. Of course, I've talked about him a lot on this podcast throughout the last three weeks as a guy that I thought has been playing very, very well. And let's be honest here. Either guy that does not make the roster, the Rams are going to want to bring back on the practice squad. But of course, they may get snagged by another team. So they may not be available to come back to the practice squad. But I think either way, whichever guy the Rams don't keep on this roster, they're going to want the other one back. I just happen to go with Juju Hughes. That's going to do it for the defense. Now we move on to the final phase of the game, the special teams unit. And I think two of these spots are 100% locked in at this point in time. It's the last one that is going to be very interesting in terms of what's going to happen. And like I said, I think a lot of you guys may be angry at me at this one. Uh, But of course, your kicker, Matt Gay, no surprises there. He looked good after this third preseason game. In this game, he went four for four, hit a long of 54. So that's obviously good. 
And I think at this point in time, I mean, he's just a really good kicker. You don't have to really worry about him. So that's your guy there. Long snapper. This is going to be the first time the Rams are going to have a new long snapper. I want to say since 2012 when Jake McQuay joined the team as an undrafted free agent. And the Rams just released Steve Wartill, uh, I want to say maybe three or four days ago. So the job was won by Matt Orzech, which we don't really know much about him. It's going to be interesting to see how he's going to do. But I think you know, throughout these first three preseason games, you feel pretty good about how those snaps were in terms of punts, kicks, things like that, extra points. Everything looked very solid. So, so far, so good. And that does take us into the final spot here, the punter position. Like I mentioned, I think a lot of you guys may be shocked because I would not be surprised if the Rams do get rid of Johnny Hecker. Of course, I'm sure they would ideally like to trade him. If not, they can cut him and save nearly $2.5 million on the cap eating roughly about two and a half in terms of the dead cap as well. So that's a little bit of a concern, but I have Corey Bajorquez making it on this 53-man roster, which would mean Johnny Hecker is going to end his reign here as the longest tenured Ram. I want to say also since 2012, it might have been 2010. My mind is kind of uh, blanking me out here, but I mean, the guy's had a legendary run with the Rams. He's been arguably the best punter in team history, a guy that's made multiple Pro Bowls, multiple All-Pro nods, And I've mentioned it, if the Hall of Fame committee starts to look at special teamers as a little bit more valuable, this guy could be, and probably should be, a Hall of Fame punter at some point. And that kind of makes you think, why would the Rams want to get rid of him? Well, you know, I think when you take a step back at the end of the day, and you just kind of look at the all-encompassing factor here, he's 31, Corey Bohorquez is 25, Hecker is coming off his worst season in his career, Bohorquez is coming off a very good season last year with the Buffalo Bills. And at the end of the day, Bohorkas is significantly cheaper, and the Rams may want to use that cap space somewhere else. And then the last thing, the Rams lose Coach Bones two seasons ago. They lose kicker Greg Zerline. They lose long snapper Jake McQuaid. It feels like they're really ready to overhaul this entire unit. And of course, oddly enough, all three of those guys went to Dallas. So the logical connection here now is, are the Rams going to try to trade Johnny Hecker to the Dallas Cowboys? Me, you know, I would personally love to see that. Of course, it would suck to see Hecker go. But at the same time, it almost feels like a nice, you know, ability to reunite there. A nice chance for these guys to continue their careers together. Of course, these guys are best friends and they've been very good. Arguably the best special teams trio or quadruple, I guess, when you consider the coach in football for the better part of the last decade. I mean, these guys have been awesome together. So, If the Rams do move on from Hecker, which I anticipate that they will, again, this is a complete toss-up. I don't have the inside information. It's just a guess. Uh, I would love to see him end up in Dallas just to reunite with those guys, let them continue out their careers and finish their careers together. But this one is going to be difficult because I feel like the Rams don't want to lose too much leadership. And when you lose Jared Goff, you lose Michael Brockers this offseason, you know, you go back to last offseason, you lose some of those other guys, Coach Bones, Greg Zerline, Jake McQuaid you really start to look at this roster as a completely new roster with not a ton of veterans that have been around for a long time. So that is something to consider. But I think at the end of the day, when you look at Bajorquez, his body of work, how he punted throughout these last few games for the Rams, I think you really got to start to discuss the uh, opportunity to maybe move on. And I think the Rams are ready to sort of flip that page. So that's going to do it for this 53-man roster projection. Like I mentioned, I have 55 guys on here, which kind of ruins the purpose, but we just don't know the injury status of those guys. So depending on what happens with those guys, 
could knock my projection down to 53, which it should. So we'll see what happens. But I think that's a good little mix of what the Rams are thinking in terms of their prediction or projection, as well as my own little analysis in terms of certain guys making the roster like Coleman Shelton, for example. I've watched these preseason games. I've dove into the tape. I've looked at the PFF numbers, feel pretty good about who these guys have. And I think the Rams have a lot of depth on their roster. So ultimately, whether they are able to bring back some of these guys or not, you have to feel pretty good about where they look like they're headed for in this 2021 NFL season. It's going to do it for this episode. As always, I appreciate you guys so much for joining me for another episode here at the Locked on Rams podcast. Of course, you guys can come connect with us anywhere, especially on YouTube. This is our first episode. Search us in the search bar, Locked on Rams. Subscribe, hit that bell button, the notification button. Get notified when we upload, which we will be doing daily uploads every single day like we do with this audio format as well. Shoot us a little like, maybe some comments, man. I would love it boost that algorithm up a little bit you guys can connect with us on twitter of course as always at qb's mep and at locked on rams and please subscribe or follow to get our latest episodes content breaking news and a whole lot more